So this is episode 24. We have a special guest today, uh, <laughs> all the way from Germany, which is cool because, you know, we usually have only done that. Well, we've done a few guys from Europe, uh, like James Hollingshead, and uh, I don't know if anybody else, but uh, yeah, most of the guys are Canadians that have been on here so far. So it's really cool to be able to go outside of that spectrum and have someone from outside of Canada on here and, uh, you know, someone who's younger and up and coming and has a lot more uh, interesting insights on things. So it's cool to have more of a broad spectrum on here. Uh, so if you could uh, introduce yourself there, Jay, I don't want to spell your, I don't want to say your last name wrong or anything. So I'll let you introduce yourself. Thank you. Thank you. First of all, um, I appreciate being on your podcast, being on your channel. It's a big honor for me, not only because, yeah, I'm a big fan of you and so on. You know, you are BB pro and uh, you do your job well. So I am a big fan, but on your podcast, there were also big names like Ian Valier, James Hollingshead, also the whole team tour team, mm -hmm. because I am, um, first of all, my name is Jay Roata. It's a bit difficult for uh, English speaking people, but you can call me Jay. It's the easiest way. <laughs> And um, yeah, I'm with Patrick Tour, like, uh, like you, and Ian and James, Ben, etc. And uh, I'm doing bodybuilding since four or five years. I don't remember exactly. I think five years. We can say five years. This year, I'm doing my prep. Actually, I'm five weeks out. My first international competition, the first pro qualifier in Poland. And yeah. I'm feeling tired. I'm feeling lazy as fuck, but I appreciate being uh, here with you guys. Yeah, we like having guys on the show with prep brain, you know, because <laughs> it makes us look so much better. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> until, until we have, Joe, you were in prep brain for a while too. You were in prep. Yeah, last year, I remember we did quite a few when I was in prep. You but did it's not well. too, Yeah, it's not too bad. I usually just, after it's been about an hour, then you start to get a little tired, but uh Yeah, no, it's not too bad when you're when you're in prep. As long once you get used to doing it, you know, you're talking and it's a good conversation. Then it's not it's not too bad, you know. For you guys, it's a bit it's a bit easier because you are English speaking people. The whole day you are speaking yeah. your language. That's true. Me, a lot a lot harder because here I'm speaking with everyone German, maybe with my mother in Italian, but with whom do I have to speak English? So I have to get in and speak a bit more and. Now, I, I think my brain needs 100 grams of carbs to realize things. <laughs> I don't even have 100 grams of carbs a day. So I have to, to work a lot more than you guys. <laughs> hey, how many weeks out are you? Five weeks now. And you're eating uh, less than 100 grams of carbs a day? Yes, I have. Um, like, I think Joe does know Patrick is working with uh, high and low days. Oh. And I have a high day. Uh, it's tomorrow. Therefore, I'm, I'm happy. If you would do this with me yesterday and I know, okay, tomorrow is low day again, I would be fucked up, but it's okay. Tomorrow is high day. And the rest of the week is just low days. I have um, 200 grams of potatoes and 50 gram raw rice. That's everything in carbs. I have the whole day. But today's a rest day for you, right? Today is rest day. Therefore, 400 grams of potatoes, no rice, no... Cream of rice, no bread, nothing. Yeah. yeah It's hard, but we're living this shit. I love it. I love it. 
doing yeah. cardio and and feeling like okay i'm outside i'm doing cardio if i fall down i can stay here and die that's no problem <laughs> you know what i love about yeah. bodybuilding the, the funny thing about it is uh your your obsession and the nature of how you how you kind of envision like what you're gonna feel about the eating like how, how can i just Sounds like I English is my second language today. Um, oh, okay. But, <laughs> no, I said it sounds like it. Um, the funny thing is, like when you're in full prep mode, you want those carbs, right? When you're like depleted and you're hungry, yeah. and then when you're like mid off season, you're so so full of carbs, you don't even want to look at them, and you can't wait for your diet. So you're like, yes. essentially, you're never happy with your diet. That's that's the thing I told my mother yesterday because I'm living with her. She's doing almost to prep with me and everything I realize, I tell her, you know, bodybuilders are like, you, you want everything you don't have at that moment. If you are yeah. in fully off season, you have amount of, of, of carbs. You can eat cream of rice. You can eat uh, jam. You can eat rice cakes. You can eat whatever you, you have in plan. Uh, what is clean carb source but you don't want it. You would like to do prep. <laughs> then you are in prep. You don't have cream of rice. You don't have this. You don't have those. And you say, where the fuck is my rice cake? Where the fuck is my cream of rice? And I don't have anything to eat. You want everything you don't have at this moment. That's, it's paradox, but it's, it's great. You, it's a great feeling. So you know everything is working on the right. It's working great. Everything is on the right direction. That's, that's fine. Therefore, I don't, I don't want to cry here in front of you guys. I don't have carbs. I can't think about and blah, blah. No, it's, it's cool. I love it. I love it. Know where you're at. You can complain all you want because we, we all do it. I've, I know, I know. But the, the funny thing is in, in prep, when you have only a small amount of rice or a small amount of, of cream of rice, etc., you are getting a chief, a chef in, in kitchen, you are doing the stuff you've never done before. In, in off-season, you munch everything together, <laughs> even if it's rice and chicken and, um, I don't know, peanut butter. You munch it everything together, even if it sounds disgusting, just to eat it faster. Yeah. But in, in, in prep, you do this with a little bit of, of uh, seasoning, this with a little bit of this. And so you do it on the plate like, like in a restaurant. And this is the thing I want to take over to the off season. So maybe the food is tasting better and it's getting a bit easier to eat the whole uh, amount of carbs and the whole food because... If you munch it together, it looks like shit and it tastes like shit because it's too much and too much of variety. And Patrick is, Patrick is working with a lot, a lot of variety. So you have 20 or over 20 different uh, sources of carbs and proteins, etc. And it's too much. And if you don't get it, if, if you don't realize to do, to do everything like, uh, like a gourmet, it tastes like shit and you don't you can't eat this so something i want to transfer into off season but enough of prep everything is great everything is going good <laughs> so when you when you communicate with patrick what language do you guys speak in at the beginning we spoke in english so that was okay. the last time i really spoke english um for 
a, a longer time. He sent me the plans in English and he told me, yeah, I know you are German, but is there a problem if I send you in English because it's better and faster for me so you can get your plans faster? I said, yeah, Patrick, I understand everything. So send me in English. And then after I think two or three weeks, we changed into German because he's living in Switzerland. So they speak uh, German too and he understands everything. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, because I know you can speak a lot of different languages, but obviously I'm predominantly English speaking. I know a little bit of French, but that's about it. So yeah, for me, it has to be in English or else it wouldn't, wouldn't be very good for me. We, we um, can change for one week. He can uh, write you in German and me in English. And so we can look who is getting faster at the, at the prep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> see see how much I can learn. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think Joe would, even with Google Translate, I don't think you could pull it off. No, I, I did the story to, uh, this morning um, and I said, yeah, I'm doing podcasts with Joe Seaman. And then you reposted this and I told my mom, he's reposting it. Your fans are looking and say, what the hell is this guy talking? Which language? They don't understand anything. They, they probably heard podcast and they're like, oh, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> classic, right, Jay? Are you doing classic or bodybuilding? No, I'm doing bodybuilding. bodybuilding? Um, okay. I spoke with Patrick because we don't know yet if I can go through the limit of classic. Mm. And if we don't get it, we don't get it. So I do bodybuilding um, like we planned before. But when I have the opportunity to do classic too, I'm doing over 20 weeks of prep now. So I think I should try because then I have the opportunity to stay a bit longer on stage. And we all know the best thing about contest prep is being on stage as long mm. as you can. Being in the, in the first call out, finals, posing routine, and then you have the opportunity to do this in bodybuilding and then again in classic. So you can uh, show a bit more of your, of your prep. And I said to him, if we can do this, if we can get to this limit so we can do classic too. I got the posing trunks, so everything prepared for being there and doing two classes. But my heart is bodybuilding 100%. So in future, I love classic. I love the classic guys. But when I look up to people like Joe, like James, like Ian, that's the class I want to join in. Cool. Yeah, you have a nice classic flow though. You have a good physique. You know, some Thank people you. push themselves into classic and they, they don't quite look classic, but you, you would fit. I, I think you would fit. Many, many of my, of my uh, friends who are from Germany, because Poland is like, this year Poland will be a competition full of Germans, full. Because <laughs> everyone is doing a show in Poland. So many of them are classic. And I asked them, you don't look classic. Why are you doing classic? Yeah, bro, to be honest, I'm doing classic because of the weight limit. Yeah, I'm doing classic because in, in the open class, I, I don't have any chance. And I said, but then classic, it's not the right class for you. If you think you don't have the chance to do open class, maybe bodybuilding is not the thing you have to do, if you think so. And they do classic because they think they can't... Uh, they, they are not big enough. They are not good enough for open class. So I can do classic. I said, classic is not made there for. 
it's made for a classic flow for classic people so you can you look at a physique and you say this is classic but you don't decide yeah i'm doing classic because i'm too light that's for me it's not a the reason why I'm doing classic. I'm doing classic this year, if I can get to the limit, just to show a bit more, nothing less. Yeah, I like the classic look. And I think you nailed it with what you said there because like I get clients too, you know, like they come to me and they're so set on doing classic and they have not even close to what a classic shape needs to be, you know? And they think the same thing, like, oh, I can make the weight. So why not do classic? I'm not big enough to be a bodybuilder. And it's like bodybuilding isn't just all about size. Like, yeah, when you get yes. to the pro level, you need to have a lot of size to be competitive, but it doesn't mean that you can't do well or compete as a bodybuilder and just be smaller just because your shape is a little different, whatever. But yeah, it's a lot, a lot of it is based on your shape and your structure yes. and things like that. And like, I'd agree with Paul, like you do have a good, more, more of a classic shape to your physique than you know, someone like myself or um, some other people, you know, who are bigger guys, like I was always a bigger frame and I never really had a classic shape in my opinion. So for me, a classic was never even a thought. I've always just thought bodybuilding and that's it. But uh, nowadays, yeah, like a lot of guys, now the classic has been more popular. They look at it and think like, oh, well, you know, I can make the weight cut off. So I'll do classic because they'll be smaller and I'll look better in classic than I will in open. But really, if you did bodybuilding you'd probably do better because yeah guys in classic are like a lot of them are sucking down to make those weights yeah and yes. they're really a lot bigger than you think at that weight than yeah. some bodybuilders would be because their shape's not the same you know they don't have the tiny tiny joints and things like that that you need to be a good classic guy so it makes you know, a big difference on your structure yeah and the funny thing is i think a bodybuilder like or a classic guy with a good structure can actually go into bodybuilding and do well yes. as they progress and grow. But a guy with a bodybuilding structure can't go into classic, lose weight and do better. You know what I mean? So yes, it, yes. It, it's, it's, it's apples and oranges. I find, you know, and if people, there's this huge argument about classic being um, a second tier kind of bodybuilding class, but I don't think it is. I think genetics has everything to do with it. And genetics has a lot to do with, open bodybuilding but it's different in the sense of you know are your genetics made to to have an aesthetic flow an aesthetic physique or are you made to be like this freakish like marcus rule i would say most people can't get to that size most people can't get to joe's size uh it's just not genetically i don't think it's genetically possible for everyone to get to joe's size. no no the the thing i say this that's my opinion i say Classic, being classic bodybuilder, being a classic pro is as hard as being a, a yeah. 12 pro, a open bodybuilder. And you can't say classic is easier. So I'm doing classic the most people. And I hate this sentence. Yeah, I'm doing classic to get pro. And I say, okay, then you can do bikini to get pro if you speak like that. Bodybuilding is bodybuilding. And then you have classic. That's another class. It's not like I'm getting pro at the classic physique and then I'm trying to get bodybuilding. That's the wrong way to think about. And that's not, that's like abusing a class to get pro. The, the first goal shouldn't be, I just want to be pro. Because you can get pro in men's physique 
and then say, yeah, I'm a pro in 212. No, you are a pro in men's physique, but that's not the class you want to join in in the future. So you should not abuse classic physique just to get pro. I have so many German friends, they, they doing classic, they don't look like classic just to get pro because it's easier. I said, where the fuck is easier to get pro at classic physique? I, I'd never mentioned my physique being that classic, but Patrick said it too, your lines are good, etc. And I said, if I can get to a classic show, to a classic pro qualifier, and someone not looking classic is going to this pro qualifier too, he loses even if he weighs 10 pounds, 15 pounds more than me, just because I am classic and you are not. So you should not try to get a classic physique pro if you are not classic. It's like, really, like I would try to get a bikini pro. I'm not even a fucking bikini girl. So how can I abuse a class to get pro? And then in the future, ah, but you got your you got your pro card just because you did classic physique pro qualifier. That's not uh, the right way to do it, I think. And I said to my mom, I don't know yet, but I think if I do both shows and I would get, I would not get the pro card into bodybuilding, but I would get the pro card at classic physique, I would not take it because I did classic physique just to show a bit more, not to get pro. Oops, sorry. Um, I'm doing bodybuilding to get pro, not classic physique to get pro and then compete later into bodybuilding. Because the, the first thing I, or the main reason because I want to be a pro is to be competitive with the pros at the open or the 212 bodybuilding class, not classic physique. That's my opinion. How tall are you, Jay? It's hard, no. I don't want. I don't want to get uh, anyone uh, angry about this, but that's my no. opinion. Not no, no. Like I, I agree with you. Like what you're saying makes sense. Like, you know, a lot of people they look at classic and they, they think anybody can do it or yeah. this and that because they think, oh, I don't have to build as much muscle. It's easier, right? But it's not necessarily easier just to do it. You know, you gotta have that structure. You gotta have that flow to your physique. You gotta have. I think you have to have even better posing. And presentation yeah. to be a classic guy than an open bodybuilder because you know for me like posing was always something that i would practice but not really practice to the extent of like making really good routines and things like that you know versus the classic guys they put a lot more emphasis into their presentation and i think that is what makes classic what it is more so than just the physique is the presentation so a lot of these people who are thinking like you know, oh, it's easier or this or that, I can get a pro card. It's not really what they're thinking it is because even if by whatever chance you got a pro card in classic, you go to the next level, it's still a different playing field, you know? It's not the same. It's not what you think it's going to be. And it's a lot more work, so. You're just in the same ballpark, but worse. Because yeah, even you just, if you switch to- You're back open, at the bottom. You're like, you're, 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 and, and you weren't a good open in the first place, and you get your pro card because you can do that, right? You can get your classic card and then switch to open, but you're in a worse position once you get that pro card. Once you're, you know, I, I would acknowledge that if I, like, if someone got the pro, and I thought about this myself, if I fluked off and nobody showed up for a show like the North Americans and he ended up getting a pro card, 
like that would be the end of the line. It's the end of the line. And I've seen it happen to people who, who were, you know, they had great physiques, good enough to get pro cards, but not elite, you know, really, really, really Olympia level pros. And then they just fade out. We've all seen yeah. it and I'm not shitting on them. So I think your opinion is, 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 is valid. And I think Jay, you gotta, you've gotta speak your opinion because sometimes it's a wake up call for people. Like the pro card isn't the be all and end all. And it doesn't mean you're going to be a millionaire or like a status or um, social media influencer or whatever. Right. Well, you're right, Paul. And that's the thing is a lot of people, like I've had people think to me like, Oh, you got a pro card. So that means you automatically get all these opportunities or things like that. And it's like, no, you still have to work for opportunities if you want them or, like whatever you're trying to get, whether it's a sponsor, whether it's, you know, a business project you're working on or whatever the case, it's no different whether you're an amateur or a pro. Like there's probably more guys out there now that aren't necessarily pros, but they have the social media following and they they have a good physique. So they're able to build a brand on that, you know, so it's a lot different than uh, what it was before. But I think that's the other thing is like, because I get clients where, they have those unrealistic expectations. Like they're just starting out, just working out and just sort of getting into it, finding their footing. And they automatically already want to be a pro. And like, I'll ask them be like, why do you want to be a pro? Like, what's your, what's your motivation behind this? And they're like, well, like, you know, I follow these guys and like, this guy's a pro and like, I just want to do what he's doing and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, so you're basing your choice to want to be a pro off the highlight reel of someone's social media that's really not a good way to go about it, man. Like for me, like I, I wanted to get into this before there was even before I was even on Instagram, I was wanting to compete and be a bodybuilder. And when I first started, I wasn't like saying I'm going to be a pro right away. I was just like, I want to compete and you know, I want to do this. I want to see how far I can go with this. And even for me now, like I'm realistic with what I think I can do and what I can't do. It's like, do I think I can get to the Olympia stage? Yes. Do I think I'm going to win the Olympia? No, but I know I can get there. It's just how well I can place. It just depends on the lineup, but I, I'm not unrealistic with my expectations. And I think that's a big thing that people need to be able to accept is like, I'll tell clients straight up, like if I think they're going to do well, or if I think they're, you know, what their potential is really, I'll tell them straight up because I wouldn't want someone to lie to me. You know, I wouldn't want like Patrick to say to me that you're going to be Mr. Olympia when I have no chance in hell of doing that, you know? So that's like, I respect that mindset of like knowing, you know, where you can actually get to versus thinking that just because some guy on social media is doing it, you can do it too. I can tell you guys two, two things. The main reason, and that's, it's bad to hear. It's, it's disgusting to hear, but the main reason why people want to get pro nowadays is just to call themselves I'm a pro bodybuilder and to write it down into this Instagram biography. I am da, 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 IFBB pro. <laughs> right. Main yeah. reason why people want to get pro. And then they imagine, well, I get sponsors. I get money from X and Y and, and I am IFBB pro. Did you hear I'm IFBB pro? That's the only reason they don't do this for passion. They don't do this for love. I told my mother, you know how much money you spend for doing bodybuilding. And at the first times maybe the first 10 years you get zero zero out of it and people wanna yeah i wanna get pro 
I want to get pro and why do you want a pro so I can write it down into my biography. I am IFBB pro. And how much money did you spend for? Well, I don't know. How many did, do you get for? Maybe I can gain million by placing and, and naming myself pro. No, that's not the fact. And most people are doing this just to call themselves. I did get a pro card and now I'm IFBB pro. But if you don't invest more, you have to be professional before turning pro. You have to be professional while turning pro and you have to be professional after. And that means until you die. You are pro from, from the inner, from, from your heart, being a professional bodybuilder. I love competing. I love spending my whole money, my whole time into bodybuilding. And there is nothing less. If I don't have these attributes, if I don't want to die as a professional guy, as a professional bodybuilder, as a professional cyclist or whatever, then I don't have the ability to be a professional. And then I should think about it. Yeah, maybe I want to get pro just to name myself. Maybe it's not the right thing to do. Maybe I should stop now before spending millions and tons of money and time and energy for getting something I don't really want. And the most people don't even know why they want to get pro. They just want to get pro because of, it's like getting a girlfriend. You, you ask them, why do you want a girlfriend? You want to marry? You want get a kid? You want to spend time where, well, no, but there are a few guys, they have girlfriends too. So I thought I should get one too. So there are many pro bodybuilder with this pro card. So I should get one too. Or it's false. I don't know. They don't even know what they do. They don't have the passion. They don't have this love. Yeah, I would kill for this. I live for this. I want to get pro because I am professional now. This social media, your podcast is something you do because you act professional. Making a podcast, giving information out to the people, output. This is acting professional if you don't have the ability to do this to be professional your whole life then you should think about it maybe i'm not a professional maybe i shouldn't get this pro card because i don't have the drive the passion to be a professional to sacrifice and and live my whole life like nobody would do this Agreed. i think the yeah i think the professionalism all around is something a lot of people don't think about, you know, because um, I have people that will train with me, like, you know, before the most recent lockdown, I had one of my clients, uh, he was training with me, he'd come and train with me. And uh, the biggest thing he noticed is that like, like when I go to train, it's different, you know, like I'm going there to push myself. I want to do the hard stuff. I want to actually improve, you know, versus a lot of people that are going to the gym now, and I think Paul could probably relate because he goes to 613, I think, um, this one gym out here. And it's like a lot of people in there, they want to film every single workout. They want to film every single set. They're just in there like it's a video shoot every time. Yeah. Instead of actually being focused on just training, you know, versus someone like me, I'll go in there and train and I might film a set here or there just to post on social media. But I'm more focused on my workout than I am on that. Like, I don't care if I have the perfect angle for the work, for the set or the video, whatever. I don't really care. I just want to do my workout because that's what's the important part, you know? And I think a lot of people lose that aspect of the passion to train hard and do those things right, as opposed to just like, oh, I got to get the perfect angle so I can make myself look good and 
take this video and blah, 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 and wear my tank top and this and that. It's like, if you actually just focused on your training, you wouldn't need the perfect angle because you're going to look good from all yeah. these different angles. It's all about so, the gram, all about the social media. Absolutely. I wish I, wish I could go back because the social media kind of influenced me too, in a way when I got older and it, it got to my head for a bit. And, and I was chasing the social media thing for years when it came out. And I'm an older guy. But I can attest to flip phones and phones without video. Back in my day, we didn't even, I remember training at the university and we didn't even have phones with cameras. That's how old I am. <laughs> but, you know, you go in there and you train fucking hard. I, I remember those days. And um, now that I'm injury ridden, maybe that's the case. I can't train like that. But you remember when you went in for an hour to an hour and a half and you just lost sense of time. You just picked up those dumbbells, sets after set after set after set, heavy, heavy, heavy. And then you go home and you felt like you were good, you know, and then you could do whatever you wanted to do. But when you were in that gym, it was just like the training, the training the whole time, talking sometimes. I'm, I'm okay with like talking to friends in the gym, but I think it's when you get into this, hey, can you shoot me doing this? Can you shoot a picture of me? You know, can you... And I fell into that for a bit too. It's, it's fucking atrocious. And I think we should all go back to flip phones. <laughs> I can I can ask you guys the, the the thing is do you do you think the whole day about training? Yes, as a bodybuilder, you think the the most important thing at at the day is your workout. Yeah. So you arrange everything around your workout. So your your day fits into your workout and not your workout into your day. So yeah, that's a good thought. Yeah. Everything you 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 connect the whole energy for your workout. And I watched a video, I think yesterday when I did my cardio of James Hollingshead, and he said, some people are doing this and this and this and this and this, spending the whole energy on on tons of different things, and then going to workout. And I feel a bit slushy. No, the opposite would be if you are taking bodybuilding serious, everything doesn't matter as much as your workout so your energy is saved for this workout and then you can do the other stuff so everything should be numero uno is always the workout the most important thing at the day yeah and it's crazy because you have to that's a patrick tour thing that's a patrick tour patrick tour is talking through you too i think Yes, yeah, because it is. He optimizes the My training. mom is laughing because everything Patrick says to me is something I implement the whole day. Yeah, Patrick <laughs> said this and this. I think Patrick would would not like to see me cheat. Yeah, that's something Patrick said. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. But uh, the other thing is like that I think too is a lot of people like being social in the gym. I think that's totally fine. Like being a little bit social because yeah. I think for most of us, like it is a social aspect too. Uh, would you go to train? But for me, I think the one thing that I used to always do is I always used to have to have like the perfect music and all this stuff when I was in the gym. And now it's like, I barely even wear headphones. Yeah. I don't look at like 99% of the time. I don't even look at my phone when I'm in the gym. If I do, it's just to pull it out to do a video. And that's about it. Um, versus I see these people, they're sitting on their phones. They're, you know, either they're texting in, in between sets or they're looking at their phone to change the song or get the perfect song for their set. And it's like, just do it. Like, if you want to do it, just do it. You shouldn't need the perfect song. You shouldn't need the perfect atmosphere or this or that. It should just be, you want to do it, go do it. You want to squat 
500 pounds, go squat 500 pounds, you know, like whatever it is, like, I don't think there should need, you need this like perfect alignment of things, you know, like I agree with, uh, with Jay, like you should try to emphasize your training around your day, like, sorry, your day around your training, because especially in contest prep, that's very important. Like you need that consistency and you need that energy for your training and you should emphasize it. Um, and that's why I always try to keep a log book of what I've been doing because that way I can know what I've done, you know, the last week and then emphasize that more this week. If I'm trying to get stronger, if I'm trying to get leaner, whatever the case might be, if you're not tracking things, I don't know how you're going to get better. So most people don't do those little things, you know, and then they wonder why they're going in circles. But, you know, if you make subtle changes like that, keep your phone away in the gym, keep a logbook, emphasize your actual training sessions more. You it makes a huge difference. I think this is professionality. Even this thing with the logbook, you, you guys know how many of, of these idiots laughed at me and said, ha ha, you, you are writing things down in the logbook. What are you writing? Your diary? Are you uh, writing love letters to your, to your mother or something like that? And I said, what the fuck? We are, we are speaking about being professional. So a logbook, something you can, you, you can write down your, your workout and uh, analyze, analyze this and then use to be better the next workout. This is something called professionality. This is bodybuilding, not going there and hmm, what should I do today? No, it's you know what to have to do. You, you know what you have to, to move these days and not, haha, you are writing down in a logbook. Yeah, look at you now without a logbook and look at me now with a logbook. This is a whole, this is the whole difference. People want to be professional without doing professional stuff. It's not that easy. And that's, that you, you move your whole day around your workout and everything around the workout, the logbook, your, your mindset before a workout. Some, some people are going into the gym and I can squat 500 pounds only with my flashy pink shoes. And then when they forget them, oh, I can't squat today. My knee hurts. I forgot my shoes. And I say, mm-hmm, pussy. That's the whole thing I can tell you. You are a fucking pussy because you can't work out without your flashy shoes. Nobody cares on the stage if you forgot your flashy shoes, if you forgot your headphones, if you had a bad day at work. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. If you can't move those big ass weights and stimulate your muscle and treating yourself like Patrick is standing there and say one more, one more, then you you don't have to go to compete because they smoke you away because nobody cared about. I agree with you, Jay. And in, in the sense that, um, you know, you work, you, you prioritize the day or you prioritize your workout as the main point in your day. Yes. I think the nutrition is a big part of that too, <clears throat> because you're prioritizing when you eat throughout the day for your training and that makes a big difference and that's why I, I i don't know who's a morning are you a morning trainer joe do you train in the mornings afternoons uh, usually in the afternoon yeah, i like to have at least like three meals before that's what i mean you don't want to go in like I, I don't know how people train first thing in the morning if you really want to maximize efficiency we can ask ronnie coleman 
Yeah, but that, that's, again, that's asking someone that that he's a he's a genetic freak. Yeah, that's it. I mean, it's like asking Ronnie Coleman um, if I should eat masterpiece barbecue sauce a bottle <laughs> per meal. He'd probably say, "Yeah, it's a great idea. It worked for me." Talking about yeah, that, Jay. Any any prep? You, you your is your prep smooth sailing so far, or what do you? If I would not have, I have to say, if I would have my mom, then it would be shit, really. <laughs> because I wouldn't have a gym. I wouldn't have the opportunity to do everything like I have to, to do, like Patrick said, and like I would like to do. But with having her, everything is going smoothly perfect. I have every meal 100% in my cardio. I can go to a gym, even if they are closed. That's the, one of the biggest facts. I can do everything. Digestion is great. Uh, communication with Patrick is great. The only thing is to suffer. But that means for me, everything is going great too. Yeah, but it's going everything 100%. Good. Good. Now, let's, uh, I wanted to tell him, Paul, that you came up with an idea or mm -hmm. a concept for boxers for bodybuilders. Like they're anti-chafing boxers. Yeah, and it's not only for bodybuilders. It's all it's for people with bigger legs. Bigger, yeah, that's yeah, bigger legs. So it doesn't have to be a bodybuilder, but it definitely works for bodybuilders because most bodybuilders do have bigger legs. But I was telling Paul about this before. Like it's a cool concept because I don't think I've ever seen that done before, at least not in Canada. So maybe you can. Uh, touch on that a little bit and what made you come up with that idea okay then i have to to say the same sentence as before it was not mine it was not my idea it was the idea of my mother okay <laughs> so she's doing everything that's not a podcast with wow. me with my mother <laughs> <laughs> no it was like i'm suffering uh with with this rubbing between the legs yeah between the adductors for months in off season I did my cardio outside and everything was rubbing between the legs. I bleeded, I sweated. It was disgusting. Then I did cardio on the bike, same problem. I did my workouts, same problem. And I told her I, I, I suffer and I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm, I have no idea. So she said to me while I was posing and the adductors were like that. And she said, stay there, don't move. She looked over there and then said, let me, let, uh, give me a bit of time. Then I waited two days later, she came up with this boxer short. It was a prototype. And she told me, wear these while you do cardio. I put them on. I did my cardio. I did my weight session. I did cardio on the bike. I did cardio outside. And I said, there is no more rubbing, no more bleeding, no more sweating, nothing. And I said, if we are producing these for people with bigger legs, bodybuilder, yeah, fat people who have this problem too, um, cyclists with big legs, then we could solve a problem. Nobody thought about it. Everybody's mm -hmm. suffering. I think yeah. Joe, I, I looked at his pictures and I said, man, his legs are so big. I can't imagine he's not suffering with this big, big legs, with rubbing and sweating. And I said, we have to put them out so the world knows, okay, there is a problem solver. 
it, because I didn't see, not even not in Canada, nowhere, you don't have this boxer short or this problem solver, nowhere, nowhere. So I said, we have to put them out. But it was her idea because I suffered from this problem and I did not know what to do because you don't think about a boxer short. You, you put your pants like that and then you walk like a penguin. So you, you, you look like shit by solving a problem like you know. And she told me we have to do this a bit easier so we connect this, this problem and something like it, that exists, a boxer short, we connect them and we do the anti-rubbing boxer short. So it's what was the easiest way to solve this problem. That's like an infomercial right there. You should have a YouTube yes. channel and you could just take that little clip from the podcast and boom, you just sold there it. Is, there is a little clip from Fuad's podcast with Guy Sistanino and Nick Walker where, where they are watching a video or a posing clip of Nick Walker. And I think Fuad says something about his legs rubbing together and Guy Sistanino says, yeah, you have to have, uh, you, it seems like you have elephant skin between your legs. And I said to my mother, look, this is a problem that every bodybuilder has. In, and if a bodybuilder says, no, I don't have that problem between my legs, then it's because your legs are not big enough. That's, that's fact. And the, the first thing I said, I don't know, my, my fan base is too tiny to spread it out. Like I would like to spread out here. Uh, this is the product everybody knows. So I said, we have to connect with somebody who has a bigger fan base, but has also big legs. So somebody you, you know, okay, he is promoting this because he has this problem. And I showed her, my mother a, a picture she has on, a, on her phone, the first picture of Joe. And I said, look at his legs. And she said, boy, these legs are gigantic. So he has to have this problem. So I wrote, I wrote you and I said, if you have this problem, I would be scared if you don't have, but if you have this problem, I would like to send you to, to try it out. And you can tell me what you think about you, you told me, but I mean here on video. Yeah, no, I've tried them and I definitely noticed a difference wearing those versus wearing regular boxers. Like you feel the difference in your legs, like just walking and, there's no chafing and stuff. Cause I know for myself, like, especially when you're doing more cardio sessions and things like that, you tend to get more chafing or just walking around, like whether it's outside, you're at the grocery store, whatever the case might be. So I definitely, I noticed a difference and I thought it was cool. Cause I'm like, I've never seen anything like this before. And like, I definitely, I think they're a great thing to have. And like I said to you before, I was, uh, you know, I did have, I was sick for a little bit, so I didn't, end up uh, getting the pictures like we were talking about school. So I'll definitely get some pictures wearing them this week, uh, doing like some, just going through my posing and stuff. And then uh, that way we can have something to post with and show because it is a really good concept and I really like it. Thank uh, you. Because yeah, like, like I said, like when you messaged me about it, I was like, that's a really good idea. And I can't believe someone else hasn't thought of that before because you know, other than maybe like people always wanting like almost like smaller and smaller boxers, I find it's like they want to, I don't know. It's like they, I think people think if they just wear like less material, it's better. But uh, with those, the way they're designed, it's good because 
they don't feel awkward or uncomfortable. They fit good. And it does what you want it to do, which is prevent your inner thighs from chafing together. And then, you know, it makes a big difference. So I like, especially here in Germany, they are a bit, yeah, I don't know if I need those. I can solve this problem by myself. They look a bit, yeah, awkward or weird or something like that. The, the best opportunity to check out if these are working is very wearing them and then wear a normal uh, boxer and then you can notice the difference because if you wear them you don't have any shaving and you say yeah it seems like every day then you wear a normal boxer short and then you say where the hell is going my skin it's mm. like like dick skin and then you notice the difference and people should try and then look how it feels without them that's the difference you know you should market these to um medical like um the um medical suppliers that they sell like health not not health products but they sell health supplies like medical pharmacies sometimes have things for individuals with um, skin disorders and because i i was thinking a lot of people do have um maybe heart disease or something where they're they're flush and they're not getting the proper circulation to their limbs and I think this would be beneficial for, for people who are somewhat obese. Um, and I mean, that's a market. Like look at North America, heart disease and obesity and people who probably have this chafing issue that, you know, where some bodybuilders have it pretty bad, but these people are probably like experiencing a lot of skin, skin loss and it probably is painful as hell. I wonder I if you could. It's, it's a great idea. It's not about making money. If I would like to make money, I would do other things we all know yeah. for making money, you brilliant don't idea. To solve problems for making money you have to do dumb shit that's fact so i told her everything on my social media especially everything i want to do is by solving a problem or giving output giving people uh, experience and knowledge etc and i said we have to do this not to make money like crazy if I would like to make money, I would do something else. It's just about helping people who have this problem. And every day they rub their pants together because they don't know how to solve it. So here we are. We have yeah. this problem and we solved it. That's the, the biggest thing I want to reach with those boxer shorts. Not to make money like crazy. Just to help people. That's you could it. help thousands. You could help hundreds and thousands of people. Yeah, it's a great idea. It's just, I don't, Joe's right. I've never heard of this. I don't think uh, I've seen it at all. I think that's a better mindset to have, Jay. Like, even if you're not directly, like, I think when you're not directly trying just to make money is when you usually have something a lot better. You know, you have a better thing that you actually have passion for. It's like me. Like, when I first started even just wanting to coach people, I was like, you know, this is something I want to do because it's going to, it fits into my lifestyle. It's something I'm passionate about, something I like doing. And it's like, yeah, like I'm not doing it. Like I didn't get into, you know, wanting to coach people because like, I'm going to make all this money because yeah. all these people are going to want me to coach them. You know, it's more the opposite where if you go into it and it's, you work on the the concept or whatever you're trying to, to make, to help other people. And then from there you can build upon it because if it builds popularity, whatever the case, that's great. But I like your mindset towards it because it shows that you're more worried about solving an issue 
and helping other people than just, oh, I want to try and make some money, you know, like there's too many people these days are just like, they try to start doing something with the intention of, I just want to make money. Yeah, that's I true. Wanna, I want to make money. I want to get famous. All about this, but not. I want to get famous to help people getting blah blah blah. I want to get famous to be fame, like that. But <laughs> do good, get good. Just like that. I think it's. It, we are living once in a lifetime, once in on this planet, to do good, to solve problems, to help other people, not just to make money. If you go. If, if you die with all the money, nothing happens. Yeah. But if you die with, he solved a problem, he did good to people, he was a great person, it, oh, it values more than uh, just, I did millions. I, I, I am a millionaire. That's nothing. It's worth. the Maslonian hierarchy of needs. You ever, ever read Maslow's the Maslonian? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Yeah, it's that that self-actualization that actually—that's the truth. When you get up there and you're like giving to people without, but you've got to be positioned for it too. You know, if you're positioned there, you're not starving, and you can help people out. Yeah. Then that's much better than you know just taking, taking, taking. I still think you can market these and help thousands of people. <laughs> Maybe if yeah, it's not for money. That, that was just, a good idea. We're trying it, this. We're trying just, this. It, it sounds amazing. It really does. It sounds cool. Thank you. Yeah, Thank I think you. once more people start to see it, uh, they'll become interested and, you know, it can spiral from there. You know, it's like anything. It takes takes some time to build up the popularity, but I think once some people start to try it, then it's just a matter of referral and word of mouth and seeing it and things like that. But, uh, yeah, I know it is a really good idea, and I that's why I was more than willing to, to try it out and post about it as well and things like that because you know i think it's i think it's great that's great it's great from you I, ha i have to thank you a lot because i have to tell you i asked a few people here in germany if they would help me promote this to make the because if if the people who don't follow me they don't notice However, how could they know about this boxer shot if they don't if they don't follow me if they don't know me? So I asked a few bigger people here in Germany. Ah, no, we don't know. This looks weird. This, I thought about it. I can't help you. And why? Um, I don't know. I can't help you. And I said, okay. Well, a guy I don't even know personally. I I know him from Patrick. I know him from Instagram from Canada. Joe Seaman, who did never see me who had never the chance to see me here, not even on the FIBO, is helping me. But you from the same country, doing the same sport, having the same mindset, ah, no, I can't help you because it looks weird. What? I don't get it. And someone like Paul, who does not even know me uh, 1%, they say, yeah, you can put this on here, health issues, these, there. And people like you are helping me. Therefore, thanks a lot. But I would like to get more help for, for this problem from many because this could solve problems from a thousand of people. Not only, okay, they look weird. With they look weird, we can't get any problem solved. But like the people don't understand too. It's like you just, you know, recently came up with the design too. So obviously, um, as you see how it works, you can 
slightly alter the design, make it more appealing yeah. if that's the case, whatever it is. But I think, uh, yeah, some people are just closed-minded and I think they're a little bit lazy and they, they always think like, for example, me, you came to me and you're just like, yeah, like, you know, if you want to, sure. If not, then that's cool. And then I was more than willing to do it because for me, it's like you said, it's not about money. It's about if you think an idea is a good idea, why not capitalize on helping with that idea? Because if you don't try it, you can never know. Exactly. It doesn't matter what your underwear looks like. <laughs> really, if, it's, if you're not in pain, yeah. I mean, that <laughs> it makes no sense. If it helps prevent that thigh chafing, because I know I've had lots of times where my thighs have chafed to the point of like, they're like pretty much a rash. Yeah, they in chafe the summer. so much. And you I know, have terrible yeah, in the summer, in the summer, yeah. I still feel it. I still get it. I, I want more. Sounds like a good idea to me. You, you need one too, Paul. Yeah. You need a pair too. You don't want to send those all the way to Canada. That's expensive, I think. Oh, tell, me, tell me what I, the, I don't remember. Every, everything is, is possible. You have a website, Jay? Yes, yes. I have. We are optimistic. We're doing bodybuilding. We are always optimistic. We are optimists by nature. Yeah, yeah we, did, we are. And Jay, so five weeks out, um, kick some ass. Uh, yes. I'll be following you. Uh, you know, I know we, we, we aren't talking about you or people aspiring to get a pro card, but you know, my fingers are crossed for you. You have a great physique. Thank so you. Is it, is a qualifier? Is it a pro yes. qualifier? Yes. Yes. Okay, good, good. So my fingers are very much crossed and I'll keep your, uh, I'll keep your posts on my um, notifications so that we get every Thank one you. of them. Thank Send you. us some good prep picks. Uh, Joe? <laughs> yeah, no, I just want to say thanks for coming on uh, and taking the time out of your rest day when you're prepping to talk to us. And it's really I, cool to have someone on from, you know, from Germany and getting a different perspective to see what's going on in other parts of the world too, not just in bodybuilding, but in life in general. So I just appreciate you taking the time to come on and uh, we'll definitely get this posted up tomorrow. And yeah, thanks for, thanks for coming out, man. Awesome. So thank you. Thank you very much for, for giving me this opportunity. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, it's been fun. Well, it's been great. All right, guys, I'm going to sign off and I uh, hope you guys both have a good day. Thank you. Thank have you. Have a nice day. Bye-bye. Okay, take care. Bye.